Well, I'm your host, Eddie Williams. Welcome back to the X Nihilo podcast. This is episode seven. We're all about performance on this episode. So many people are you know, worried about their performance at work or their job, school, whatever it is. And, you know, I think it's a big issue, honestly. Most of us really aren't productive at work or in any of those things. We, you know, tend to take more breaks or be more lazy. And I think every now and then you just need a, a cattle prod in the rear to get going. I think my guest on this show, Matt Maybear, gives us just that. Um, and I'm pumped to have him on. But first, our weird facts. And of course, you know, I'm going to go weird facts um, in the production realm. Why not? Did you know that multitasking is actually impossible? <laughs> Did you know it's impossible and you should probably stop doing it? So yeah, we're not, we don't actually multitask. We actually just dart between different tasks. We can only actually do one at a time. And so what we're doing is we're just going back and forth and back and forth and messing up our train of thought. So we're not multitasking at all. Uh, bonus weird fact uh, of the day that willpower is actually a finite resource. So, you know, if you're struggling in something, the goal is why don't I just try harder? If I try harder, um, that should be enough. Well, you actually can run out of that gusto, that bravado, that that can do it attitude, and uh, you can use that up, that willpower up. So that's why planning and performance tips are hugely important for us as we. Um, plan out our days, our work days, our family days, whatever that might be. On with the guest, Matt Mayberry, a former NFL linebacker for who? The Chicago Bears, ex-teammate of mine for a few months. He's currently one of the most read columnists for Entrepreneur Magazine, as well as an acclaimed keynote speaker, consultant, and performance expert. He is the CEO of his own company, Matt Mayberry Enterprises. He's also a training uh, and consultant expert as well. Um, he specializes in maximizing the performance of individuals and organizations all over the world. He's a keynote speaker for many different big organizations, companies, and schools. But really, his message is simple, guys. Escape mediocrity, claim your greatness, and turn your failures into gifts. I'm pleasure to have. It's a pleasure to have Matt on. Talks about his injuries and his walks through his struggles. He's a real guy, a friend of mine, and uh, it really was an honor to have him on. So I hope he benefits you. All right, guys, here's my guest, Matt Mayberry. Well, we're back with Matt Mayberry. Matt, how's it going, man? Great, Eddie. How you doing today, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, it's, it's a blessing to have you on, dude. I know, I know, fun fact about me and Matt, we were actually teammates for a little bit there in Chicago, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's awesome. So now, Matt, I mean, you're a performance coach, you're a success coach, uh, you're a blogger for uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, you're all over the place, dude. You're speaking all over the place. I wanted to have you on, man. Really, uh, one, you're a friend, but two, I mean, you just have got some fantastic things to say to people, especially in businesses, leaders, entrepreneurs growing, um, personal growth, huge. And so why don't you just give, you know, the listeners a little bit of a background on you, kind of how you ended up as, as you know, Matt, Mayer, Matt Mayberry, online.com, entrepreneur, CEO. Tell me how you got there. Yeah, so I got there, you know, um, I got hurt my very first game, you know, preseason game out in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Actually, that was when we were still teammates. Um, you know, I was uh, undrafted free agent, so obviously uh, there's no room to get hurt or injured. Obviously, as you know, the NFL business stands for not for long, but I was having a great camp. I worked my way up from fourth team to second team uh, behind Lance Briggs. Uh, so I was feeling pretty good about myself, but I got hurt in the second quarter that game. 
uh, when Julius Peppers threw a big 300-pounder right into my ankle. Um, long story short, the next day I woke up, you know, to go to the bathroom and I completely collapsed. And that's when I knew that this wasn't just another sprained ankle or, you know, another injury that might have me out for a couple of weeks. I knew that this was something serious that could ultimately uh, jeopardize my career. And that's ultimately what happened, Eddie. Uh, I was out for, I ended up tearing a bone off, off of my ankle. I was out for nine and a half months. Um, and during that time when I was out, you know, recent injury settlement with the Chicago Bears, obviously. And, you know, I was depressed, miserable, lost. You know, I had no idea what was what was in store for Matt Mayberry. I even questioned what was Matt Mayberry's worth as I was as low as you can get. I didn't talk to any family or friends for at least two and a half weeks. And, and during that time, I met Stedman Graham um, a month prior to me getting hurt at a charity event. Oprah Winfrey's boyfriend of like 28 years now or whatever it is. Um, and he asked me to speak at a leadership event. And at first I was reluctant. I, I didn't give in right away. You know, I got a D in public speaking in college and I was terrified to speak in front of a group of 20 people. Um, so it wasn't something I jumped at, at, you know, at first hearing about it. Long story short, I, I really thought long and hard about it. And I ended up doing that gig that night. And that's ultimately that moment in time birthed me into my new career now um, as a performance expert, writer, and, and speaker. Um, and I never looked back since, you know, five and a half years later, it's a full-time business. I got six employees. I travel around the world, speak some of the, you know, most powerful corporations in the, in, in the entire world. So it truly is a blessing that, you know, during that moment in time, my test ended up becoming my testimony. That's awesome, man. And so, okay, you're injured. I've been injured, right? I've had four surgeries myself. You're in that, you're at that right. point where, and I actually had an injury in my career. You're at that point where you're kind of sitting on your bed, right? Feet up, kind of going, right. like, what the heck is going on? How did you, I mean, what was the turning point? What was the, liter the, like, the literal mental thing where you said, you know, I'm going to push on forward and actually make something of myself? You know, I, I think, I think it was that night after I spoke, you know, a lot of my friends, because I could have, you know, continually, you know, kept playing. I could have got healthy, waited the nine and a half months until I was, you know, going to be healthy again and continued to play kind of like mm. all of my friends did. Um, you know, but that night on stage, I tell you, Eddie, I, I really discovered my purpose and passion. I literally walked out of the arena that night knowing that, hey, football is what I do. It's not who I am. And I literally walked mm. out of there, sat in my car with tears in my eyes and said, you know what, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And mm -hmm. I never looked back since. So I think I was blessed in that to kind of have that moment of clarity when I really discovered who Matt Mayberry was through one of my lowest moments. That's huge, man. Uh, I think a lot of people listening are going through something similar, right? So they've got, you know, job loss, family loss, you know, maybe they didn't get that promotion. And what advice do you have for someone who's battling through that, that negativity? How do they get out of that? You know, I think it's first and foremost, it's, it's just taking a deep breath and analyzing the situation. We, you know, when we're going through, uh, you know, whether we're going through a divorce, whether we lose the loved one, we didn't get the promotion, our business, you know, startup has failed or whatever that failure or adversity is for you. It's being able to sit down, take the time, get out a journal, you know, go walk around, take a two mile walk, whatever you got to do to clear your mind and really just think about what is going on right now. Because a lot mm. of times we draw up a story that's not even what the reality is really is we, we draw a picture totally different than what's going on so i think first and foremost it's it's really trying to look at how can i grow through this adversity or failure instead of just going through it dude that's huge people are drawing up imaginative stories in their minds and living out those narratives as if they're true that's super right. super incredible insight there okay so the world's gotten pretty in in my opinion now correct me if you if you think I, otherwise 
I think the world's gotten really pessimistic. I mean, I don't know if it's our generation or what, but a lot of people look at life as, you know, half, you know, half empty, right? Like the glass is half empty yep, and they, absolutely. their lives are just so, just their narratives are negative. Why do you think the world's gotten so negative and so, so pessimistic? Yeah, I think we live in a pessimistic world through and through. I mean, I think every single day we could turn on the news or read the newspaper and we're going to realize what, you know, what a turmoil world we're living in, what a mess that we live in right now. And I think the reason that is is because the older we get, you know, the more failures, the more adversities we experience, we lose loved ones, we get in fights, whatever that may be. We, we're not happy in our financial life. We don't get the promotion. We look at other people's successes and start to ask ourselves what went wrong with our life. So I think it's ultimately kind of like you just said, it's painting that wrong picture. And the older we get, the more that picture starts to get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really just trying to understand that you are the leader of your destiny of your life and that you are the one that creates your circumstances, not life. Mm, that's huge. So so people maybe are almost victims to their to their, uh, you know, what people are doing around them. Right. So they, you know, they, they go in their life and they go, well, whatever happens to me is kind of defines who I am and they. They absorb their identity kind of based on that, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I even fall victim to that myself. You know, it, it, it takes work and it takes, you know, intentional living. You know, you got to be intentional about that. You are the leader of your destiny of your life and that you aren't mm. going to fall victim to your circumstances. It's definitely not an easy thing to do. But one of the most glorifying things in the, a great time in someone's life is when they truly understand that they are the leader and 100 percent responsibility of their life. Mm hmm. Mm, great insight. Now, you know, I think one of the main criticisms of people like us, right, we do we go out and do motivational speaking. Um, right. One of the main criticisms is that maybe we're too rah rah, maybe we're too, we're too excited, too positive. How would you address someone that would kind of come up to you and say something like that? You know, I think there are a lot of speakers that are rah rah, you know, and I think that what separates a good speaker from a great speaker, someone that can actually turn it into a, you know, seven figure business and not only from a financial side, but make a tremendous difference in the world is, mm. is being able to deliver actionable ideas and strategies that the audience is going to be able to implement to their everyday life. Right. And, you know, looking back in my business, that's really what I focused on for the past three and a half years is making sure that I'm not just motivating or inspiring. Hey, that's great. I want to inspire and motivate my you know, audience members to become the best version of themselves and achieve their biggest goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. But I focus solely on being able to deliver those actionable ideas that no matter where you are in your life, that you can implement these into your life right now. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your business. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm quite interested in that just personally, um, you know, kind of us, you know, following along the same narrative there. But, um, you know, Matt Mayberry online, Matt Mayberry Enterprises, you're going out, you're doing speaking, you're, you're across the country, you're coming back from Kentucky now, you were in Indiana recently, and you're all over the country. I mean, Absolutely. What, what's, what's the purpose behind it? How did you, what's the, the main goal that you're trying to get your audience across? Is it that purpose? What's the purpose behind Matt Mayberry Enterprises? You know, so long story short, Matt Mayberry Enterprises is a training and consulting company where obviously, you know, my bread and butter is keynotes you know, speeches. So I go around the world, uh, give keynotes to fortune 500 companies, organizations, and, you know, athletic teams. Um, and then I'll, as well as do some consulting work, um, kind of veered away from that right now as I'm mm -hmm. working on my book right now and focusing solely on uh, delivering keynotes. But the, the main purpose of Matt Mayberry enterprise is simple. It's to escape mediocrity, turn your failures into gifts and claim your greatness. I believe that we all were born with the greatness within us. Um, 
And I think that so many people, as we talked about earlier, fall victim to mediocrity by living their circumstances. So what I want to do is maximize the performance of organizations and individuals worldwide. And that's when I talk about the ideas and strategies that I've learned over the course of six and a half years and really my whole life for my life and athletic success, as well as my time uh, going into top companies and seeing how those leaders engage their employees and what the Starbucks, the Coca-Colas of the world do to dominate the competition and not compete. That's awesome. So, okay, I'm a CEO, right? And yeah. I'm, at, I'm, I'm running Eddie Williams, uh, Eddie Williams uh, Corporation. Mm -hmm. And I've got, you know, 500, 500 employees. And, you know, let's say you're talking to a group of execs, you know, C-levels, maybe director-level people. You know, what yep. are some, what's some advice for you to getting, your, getting employees on board and buying into their vision? What, what would you say to them? You know, I think, number one, it's being authentic. You know, I think some of the most the most wonderful leaders in the world, you know, whether we're talking about the Steve Jobs or, you know, some of the greatest, you know, the John Woodens of the world, athletic coaches or big CEOs, they're authentic with who they are. They stay true to who they are. Mm. They don't, they don't vouch that for, you know, to get ahead, to get more success, to make more money. They're truly authentic in everything that they do. And it's also being able to show that vulnerability that, Hey, I am a human. I, I, you know, even though I am the CEO, even though I do make 25, $30 million a year, I care about you as a person. And I think that once you know that as an athlete, Eddie, as you know this all too well, is when a coach truly cares about you, when he truly cares about Eddie Williams' success, not only on the football field, but being the best husband that he could be, being the best person he could be, you're going to automatically work harder for that coach. Mm. So I think the best leaders in the world are able to truly live in a, an authentic space that creates an a thriving environment that ultimately you know, those employees want to go to bat for every single day of their lives. That's awesome. Yeah, I think authenticity is huge. I mean, especially now in a world of social media, uh, right? It's transparency is so big. We can see everything in everyone's lives. And so I think employees are, are smart enough to sniff out when someone's kind of being fake to them, right? They're able Absolutely. to see that. And, and, and especially our generation, right? We have the millennials coming up. They really do. They buy authenticity as something that, you know, is valuable to them. Whereas maybe Generation X, might not have might not have seen it that way right it's like get to work do your job and we valued climbing the corporate ladder now people want to kind of someone to sit down with them and be authentic i totally on board with you on that absolutely absolutely i think the best leaders are you know especially when you're talking about millennials they're able to connect you know in order to inspire or motivate you first have to connect and it's being engaged with you know what's millennials what's hot right now what are mm -hmm. they doing what are they doing outside of the workplace what do they like to do for fun it's being able to get that connection factor. And once you can connect, that's when inspiration is going to go to a whole new level. That's huge. I, I think that's huge. Um, now, conversely, let's talk about the other side of that coin. Since you've done so many engagements, we're going into, let's say, a business, but you're not talking to the director level or C-levels. You're actually talking to you know, the marketing managers, the lowest level employees, the salesmen, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, how do you get because obviously let's be honest right these people these, these the management's bringing you in to inspire their employees right how, how do you get them to buy into someone else's you know vision for the company what's your what's your strategy for lower level folks you know so what so what i do well first and foremost you know one of my favorite industries to speak in is sales organizations you know whether that's going into a companies and speaking to their sales leaders or just a sales association whatever that is and the reason why i say that is because the sales organization a sales group is the lifeline to that company's success without a sales team that's thriving mm -hmm. there's not going to be a company that's thriving 
So ultimately, you know, even though they're, they're not the executives or the high up on the totem pole, salespeople are essential in that company's success. And ultimately, I believe sales is a lot like athletics. You know, we're going to have to go out every day. We're going to get knocked down. We're going to get told no more than yes. And we ultimately going to have to regroup and continually work on ourselves harder than anything else. Um, so to be honest, what I do when I go into a sales organization, first and foremost, those leaders are bringing me in for one reason and one reason only to maximize the performance of those sales leaders. So first thing I do is work on their mind. How do we change your mindset development? How do we go out into the world and ultimately change what we do? Because our mind is so valuable in what we do. Um, mm. So I give, I walk them through different ideas and strategies and, and different exercises that they can do to first expand their vision. We have to expand their vision as to what's possible for not only this organization, but what's possible as an individual. That's huge. That's huge. So let's talk about that a little bit. The, the idea of vision for an individual. I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I've seen some of your, some of your content online, right? You're talking about greatness within, um, right. We're talking about following your purpose and your passion. I mean, the narrative to me seems like there's gotta be some sort of transcendent purpose. That's the, that's the overlying central focus of your life to empower you. Right. So, um, right. you know, what's that like, what's that like pursuing some sort of transcendent purpose? How do you, how do you envision that? And you even, know, in, I, I, even in your own life personally too. Yeah. So I think, you know, a little bit about my background. So I'll give you a perfect example. So I'm a yeah. recovering teenage drug addict, you know, and I was, if you watch, you know, some of my videos, you'll know at 16 years old, I was told by my guidance counselor by my 18th birthday, I'd either be mm -hmm. dead or in prison by my 18th birthday. Wow. Um, you know, I've done every single drug besides heroin to put that in perspective uh, wow. for everyone listening right now. Um, so, you know, in order for me to get to that next level and to not only get healthy and, and, and be a success and make something of my life, I had to expand my vision as to what's possible for Matt Mayberry. I had to see myself beyond just a drug addict. I had to see myself creating a bigger future for myself. And the same thing has to happen within an organization. Or as, a, as an individual, you know, you're going to get knocked down, as I talked about earlier. You're going to experience failure. You know, life's going to knock you down. That's just life in general. But we constantly have to see ourselves beyond our past, beyond our circumstances. And ultimately, we have to truly believe within. The key to creating an exceptional vision is to believe that the future is bigger than the past. Wow. So the future is bigger than the past, right? And we're thinking about, and, and, I, and I'm with you on that. We're looking at our future, and I, actually, I think I watched your video before this to do a little homework on you. Um, you know, your future is bigger than your past, and so you're looking at your future, and you've got, you know, obviously, look at your your life personally. I mean, you're a success coach, you're CEO, your own company, you're doing big things, mm -hmm. and coming from 16, 17 year old where you were addicted to drugs, you've got to think about the future. But what are the right. actionable things in the now that you can do to to begin? to reach towards that future because what I'm what I'm getting at is we can we can focus in on the future but the things that happen now are what's are the building blocks for the future so how do I work now towards that goal Absolutely so one of the best ways to expand your vision and, and ultimately kind of get your get everything inside of you staring up that the future you know to really believe that the future is bigger than the past is mm. to get serious about meaningful goals you know not setting goals that are for your spouse not setting goals that are for your parents, not setting goals that are for your coaches, but what do you want for you? And I think that's one of the best ways to really start expanding your vision. If you really just take 10 minutes to get serious about what do you want for you? What do you want for Eddie? What do you want for Matt Mayberry? And when you get very clear about what you want as an individual, 
you will notice your passion. You will notice your excitement. You will notice your enthusiasm go to a whole new level. Hmm. Another way is get serious about pictures. Get serious about creating that vision for your life. Get serious about creating a vision board, going to Target, getting a poster board, and going through your favorite magazines or online and getting that, you know, posting your favorite car on there, getting, you know, how much money you want to earn throughout a year. Uh, maybe it's writing a book or whatever that goal is for you. You have to see it for yourself in order for it to become a reality. And our brain works in mega waves of pictures. So we have to constantly engrave those goals into our mind in a picture format. So a vision board is another great way uh, to get that action item in there. That's awesome. And you talk about um, also planning your day the night before. Give me a little insight on that. What? Why is that valuable? Well, I mean, if you, if you take a look at it, almost 90% of the population, they wake up in the morning, they rush out of bed, they have their coffee, they, you know, they're running late, put on their makeup, get dressed, run out the door, and then they're at, you know, they got to wait in traffic, and then they, they're in a bad mood, they get to work, and they're already starting their day in a negative light. When we start to plan our day the night before, when we carefully just take 15 minutes, look at our schedule, phenomenal things will happen when we wake up the morning. And ultimately, when we create our to-do list the night before, we'll actually wake up in the morning with new ideas on how to accomplish and get things done on that list. Mm -hmm. So, you know, spending 10 to 15 minutes, it doesn't take a lot, but it's doing those little things exceptionally well that others don't do in order for you to be ultimately become great at what you do. That's huge. That's huge. And, and I hear what you're saying, planning the, and so you've got the hustle down, man. It sounds to me like, I mean, I, I know you a little bit, you you hustle, you grind for your, your business. I mean, let's talk a little bit about your work ethic, man. Where'd you get your mm -hmm. work ethic from? What inspires you? You know, I think it's, you know, first and foremost, it's, uh, you know, it's purpose driven. I live a purpose driven life. I know you talk a lot about that as well. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, as you're doing wonderful things with, you know, what you truly feel is your purpose and you're living that. And I feel like that's one of the ultimate ways to just hit the ground running every single day, hustle and, and ultimately have people. How does he do it? How does he work like that? It's finding your purpose. It's finding why you do what you do. And when you truly know that you are doing what God put you here to do, there is no amount of work that's too much. There is no amount of day that you're not going to work, you know, 17, 18 hour days. Most people mm -hmm. would think, you know, hey, he's made it. I never, ever, ever think about that. I still put in 16, 17 hour days. I work consistently every single day to be better than the day I was before and capitalize on what I'm doing. Because ultimately, I'm working on legacy building. I'm working on my legacy that when Matt Mayberry leaves this earth, what's his footprint going to be? What is his message? How is he going to? You know, as Steve Jobs said, debt the universe. So that's mm. ultimately what I live for. And I'm living something way bigger than just myself. Dude, that's, that's awesome. We're on the same page with that. No doubt about it. Um, now, what about someone, right? They, they feel like they've got a passion. This is my hypothetical, my third hypothetical for you in this interview. I, I just think you provide so much value in these. Uh, you've got someone who feels like they want to go start their own business, right? They, they, they've got, they're excited. They've got it. But... You know, they work seven, eight hour days and they kind of call it good. Uh, maybe they play some video games or they, you know, watch TV. They're binge watching TV. They just can't seem right. to, you know, find, they, they think an eight hour day is enough. Now, right. dis disagree with me if you want. How, how much should I be working if I'm really trying to start a business and, and get a goal? You know, there's a lot of people out there that will say, hey, don't work as much as you do. Don't stay up as late as you do. Don't wake up and, you know, get your sleep and do you know, I, I firmly believe all that stuff is great, but if you truly want to have an exceptional business, there's going to be amount of years where you're going to have to put in the dog work, as I call it. You know, as, mm -hmm. as ex-football players, we had to go through training camp, the dog days. 
The same thing has to happen if you want to be a successful business owner. I think that you have to work harder than you ever worked before. I think you have to just devote every waking moment. You might even have to sacrifice some of your relationships. And that's ultimately how I feel in order to get it done. I think there's other people that have been able to do it differently. But when you ask me how I've been able to do it and create a successful business, it's been as simply as working harder than everybody else and harder than you've ever worked before. Right. Absolutely. And you listen, I'm all for work-life balance. I understand. I've got two kids. I've got a wife. I, you know, I carve right. out time for them, no doubt. But if you're if you're trying to hit a goal and you're grinding, you've got to put in the effort, you know. And I really don't, I, I do not believe six seven hours a day. You know, obviously if you're doing two jobs, whatever, I understand. Right. But you've got to be able to put in more effort. You know, and, and the bottom line is what you said. You know, if you're grinding and this is truly your passion, this is what you want to do, and this is what God put you on earth for. You you're gonna want to get up and work. You're bright eyed in the morning, excited to jump on your computer, excited to get on interviews, right. excited to go speak. Right? Am I right about that? No, absolutely. It's, and I, I think the number one thing, as you kind of mentioned, is the number one reason that most entrepreneurs don't make it, the reason why most businesses never get up off the ground or running and, and, and successful in the long term, is because they truly don't have that work ethic. You know, it sounds so cliche, mm. work ethic. We hear about it all the time. But then, you'll, as you said, you'll see them watching TV. You'll, you know, they're hanging out with their friends. They're going out to the bar every single night. And that's ultimately your actions speak louder than your words. Anyone can say they want to be their own boss, but what are you doing on a daily basis that's going to make that happen and mm. become a reality? Dude, massive value from Matt Mayberry here, guys. Just definitely check out his stuff, mattmayberryonline.com. Matt, I want to switch gear, gears a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're in phenomenal shape. Um, your diet is on point. I watched, you know, Don't Neglect Your Health on YouTube, on your channel. Yeah. Um, at the power, it looks like a power up convention, whatever, you know, I'm not sure exactly yeah. what that was, but that was just a valuable uh, video there for me. Um, talk a little bit about as you're grinding and you're, and you're, and you're striving to start a business what, or, or you're, maybe you're an, uh, an employee in an organization. Why is it important to not just kind of eat whatever you want? <laughs> you know, so that's a pretty great question. I even have to put, throw myself under the bus here is, you know, I, I truly believe in, um, you know, that health really is everything. And even when I was building my business, one of the things that I sacrificed was my health. You know, I wasn't getting the proper sleep. I wasn't eating the healthy foods. And that might come as a surprise to most people. Um, and then I, I looked myself in the mirror one day and realized, hey, this isn't what I want to do as far as neglecting my health. You know, something that's one of the most valuable things that I have. Mm. Um, you know, so what I do is I truly think of my health as is something that I can work on every single day with the choices that I make. And it's ultimately being disciplined to do the things that you might not want to do, but ultimately going to serve you five, five, 10, 15 years from now. Mm, exactly. And, you know, just a little bit about my story, man. So coming out of the NFL, right, I had back surgery. I was, you know, kind of not, not able to lift and do as much working out. And obviously, you know, better than better than most people listening. You know, after you leave the NFL, you know, you don't have a scheduled workout routine right. anymore. You're not lifting four or five times a week and, you know, being monitored and conditioning and you're not playing and they're not feeding you. So you're on your own. Thing. Yep. Right. And so, you know, I'm eating the same way I played in the NFL and, you know, I'm still doing some lifting, but, you know, I'm gaining weight. And it wasn't until um, where I needed this, where, until I kind of came to grips with myself and I needed to put myself on a regimen where I was able to actually, I had a high blood pressure. Um, high resting heart rate at all these things. I didn't look, look it, but I was that healthy on the inside. Talk about, right. talk about someone who's, you know, sitting in one of your, in one of your, one of your talks and they're, they, they feel like they're skinny and they don't really need to do those things. What's the value for them to, to exercise and, and, and eat right? 
I don't think anyone's, you know, either too skinny or too obese or, you know, too healthy to, you know, invest maybe 30 minutes a day in their health, whether that's mm-hmm. going to the gym, whether that's walking around the block, whether that's getting a hiring a personal trainer or whether that's investing in uh, high quality food that ultimately is going to maximize your performance. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. we cannot become the best version of ourselves if we're not becoming the healthiest version of ourselves. Nice. So, you know, becoming healthy is just a byproduct. You know, you have to become healthy in what you do in order to get to where you want to go. And most people don't realize that, you know, they think, hey, I'm going to make all this money and then I'm going to work on my health, which ultimately that might be too late then, as sad (laughs) as it is. You know, my uncle just died at uh, 55 years old from a massive heart attack a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. So we never want to get to the point where let's put it off. Let's 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 wait another month. Let's wait another year. You know, one of the best choices that you can make for everyone listening on the show right now is to invest in your health and to take action on it now. That's huge. You know, uh, tell, tell me your experience on this. You know, I've been in organizations as well and done some speaking there. Mm-hmm. I've got friends in, in places like that. When I see kind of mid-level folks, I see a lot of, I, I do see a lot of overweight people that have kind of bought into the grind of their work and have forgot their health. But mm-hmm. at the upper echelon of the companies, I see a ton of CEOs, senior director level people, um, that are really in shape, that are bright-eyed and excited. Do, do you see a correlation there? Absolutely. I mean, I, I can't say every single one, but I absolutely agree with you wholeheartedly that a lot of you know the most successful people in the world also are some of the most fittest people in the world for a lot of reasons. You know, when you talk about energy, you know, one of the best things that you can do is invest thirty minutes and work out in the morning before you hit the workday. You know, and that's going to give you energy. That's going to clear your mind. That's going to get you focused and and positively ready to attack the day and ultimately win the day because how we start our morning is how the rest of our day goes. So if you mm-hmm. invest in your health, if you do healthy things and set yourself up for a healthy day, I can almost guarantee you that when you lay your head down that night, you will be very satisfied with how your day went. Heck yeah. Cool. So we, you know, we've kind of established that obviously it's important to eat right and to exercise. Let's talk practically mm-hmm. for a little bit and get into little Matt Mayberry's life here, man. What, what sort of things are you eating? What's kind of your baseline diet? You know, so kind of what I do in the morning um, after I get my workout in is I, you know, have a couple egg whites as well as with some, some, you know, oatmeal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have, uh, I'm a big fan of Udo's oil. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I get my healthy fats in there, which is a blend of omega three, six, and nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, That gives me a little bit of energy. And um, so I really do that. I'm still a big coffee drinker, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I do have, still have my coffee and whatnot. Um, Lunch and dinner, I'll have salmon. Um, depending on where I am, um, or, or what I'm doing, it, it, it ultimately depends what I'm, you know, if I'm traveling, you know, my back home in Chicago, but, uh, I do eat a lot of salmon. I, I can say that my, my number one go-to food is salmon. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's tough out there in Chicago, man. I lived there for two years, man. That, that food out there is amazing. Oh man. Steakhouses <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> how do you avoid, thing. how do you avoid Gibson's and Portillo's and Giordano's every day? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't avoid it every day, but I try my best to, you know, um, you know, I think a lot of it is preparation, you know, obviously as you, uh, as know that I think if you prepare and, and do things, um, you know, it, the, the, temp, the temptation is not as strong when you prepare and set yourself up to eat healthy and not go to the Portillo's every day <laughs> or Gibson's. So I think a lot of it comes down to preparation. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So. So, so we've got, you know, folks listening that, you know, maybe are just beginning their health journey and they're, they're listening to what you're saying and want to get on board, man. What do you think they start in terms of health and, and fitness? Oh, I mean, 
me personally, I think one of the best things you could do, it could be overwhelming for a lot of people, you know, what to eat, what supplements should I take? You know, what do I have to do in the gym? And, you know, I think the best advice that anyone could have that's looking to get on a new plan or just invest back in their health is just start, just start small, but just start. So many people, mm -hmm. they overthink things. They, they're just too complicated for them. They don't know what to eat. They don't know what to do. Should I join a gym or should I have a trainer come to my house? You know, just, just start. Just do whatever you have to do to just get the ground, hit the ground running. And over time, you know, start to develop a routine, a plan, and ultimately follow people like yourself and that are constantly dishing out content that's adding value to people and ultimately making them, be, you know, make better, healthy decisions. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I think so many people are paralyzed by indecision, right? So they, they're sitting Absolutely. around. They're sitting around wondering, you know, what do I do? Should I eat this or eat that? Well, salad, I don't know. Maybe I'll start the, you've seen our boy Spice Adams videos, right? I'll start that diet up next week. Have you seen that? <laughs> hey, yeah, I have. For, actually, for, everyone yeah. Listen, for everyone listening, I'm going to link that in the show notes so you can, <laughs> you can get an idea what I'm saying. This dude's hilarious. Um, I should probably have him on the show and just talk talk comedy, but that would be awesome. But uh, Absolutely. Um, but so let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, your workouts. You're, you're in phenomenal shape, like I said before. What are you doing in the gym, man? You know, so kind of like you, um, you know, I was really struggling there once I left, you know, because once I left the game, because, you know, for so many years, I mean, what, since I was seven years old, I've always had a strict, you know, workout regimen. I was always forced to work out due to be an athlete. And then when I left that, you know, arena and on my own, I didn't have anyone pushing me anymore. You know, I didn't have to wake up or, you know, get a workout. And so I struggled with it, to be honest with you, for quite a while. Um, now I, I still do train like an athlete. So on Monday is one of my, you know, max effort days. I don't go heavy anymore, extremely heavy. Um, but that's a max effort upper body day. So I'll do everything max effort, you know, whether we're doing bench, whether we're doing dynamic pushups, um, you know, I get a big fan of pull-ups. I think you can never mm -hmm. go wrong, um, with there. And then Tuesday's my, uh, you know, max effort for lower body. So that's where I'll do one legged squats. I'll do Bulgarian squats. Uh, lunges, walking lunges, everything heavy. Um, and then Wednesday is a dynamic day where I go fast twitch movements. Mm. Um, Thursday is a high rep day. So I get, you know, everything, everything's high rep. So everything that I do that day is going to be, um, you know, high rep, everything. Uh, Friday is going to be kind of a competition day. You know, it's competition mm. days in terms of where I, I work out with three, four different people. We compete with everything that that we do. And then mm -hmm. Saturday is kind of a tone up day, you know, whether it's yoga, stretching, um, investing back in my health some way, somehow. And then obviously my schedule workout schedule changes if I'm on the road or out of town, which happens a lot, almost every week. So mm -hmm. I kind of pick up the pieces there. And recently I, I, I did, I hate to admit it, but I picked up CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of do, uh, you know, incorporate some CrossFit movements, um, into awesome. my workouts as well. I was going to ask you that, you know, the CrossFit's blowing up right now and it's almost, it's pretty much mainstream at this point. You know, what's your, what's kind of your, uh, you know, your high level opinion of, of what CrossFit's doing? You know, I think CrossFit's great. I mean, it really has taken the world by storm. I think my only negative with CrossFit is that, um, there's a lot of coaches that, that do it well, but there's also a lot of coaches cause it's timed this com competition with one another that form is absolutely terrible. So the amount of injuries that I've heard about coming from CrossFit is extraordinary. So that's mm -hmm. my only downfall with CrossFit is that, um, you know, there's, it's not so much about form. It's not so much about health. Let's just throw up the weight and see what happens from there. <laughs> you know, I, actually my wife, Sarah, she says the same thing. She's a huge on CrossFit. Um, and she, you know, the, the, what separates a good gym from a bad gym really, man, to me is the coach. If the coach is in there, 
messing around and they're just in there to get the workout over, or maybe they're too rah-rah and they just want to be a good cheerleader and they, they, miss, right. they miss the form and the functionality of CrossFit. And I don't think the folks that invented that really intended it to, to be ran by someone who wasn't really coaching them. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and I, I think it's great though. I think if you have a great coach, one that cares about you, one that's really, you know, pushing, you know, do the correct form let's, let's build ourselves to create healthiness, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now, I'm all for it. I think it's great. Matt, we're almost out of time here, but before you go, man, there was probably the, the, the most awesome video you have, in my opinion, on your uh, YouTube channel is your extreme Christmas Eve workout. Oh. You were climbing, you were climbing downstairs backwards. You're doing one leg squats. What was yeah. the, oh, dude, what was the, the story behind that workout? Ah, oh, man, the story behind that workout, that was a couple of years ago, by the way, that was maybe three years ago. I think I'm not sure when <laughs> entirely it was, but the whole motto was that, you know, Hey, it's Christmas Eve while most people are, you know, in, in, you know, eating fats and, and getting fat and, and not investing back in their health. We're here to work. I was with five guys that night. And it was just a hardcore workout. We said, this is going to be such a ridiculous workout. Let's film this workout and put it up on YouTube. And ultimately, that goes just back to our, you know, the mindset that while you're, you're eating the fats, while you're doing this, you're drinking all the alcohol, we're here working, even on Christmas Eve. So that, that was kind of a fun video that we did, um, just knowing that it was going to be a pretty intense workout. So we wanted to put it on video. Heck yeah, man. I love I love doing workouts when no one else, I, when I was the guy in college on Friday nights at 11 o'clock, everyone's out drinking and in the Jack in the box parking lot, uh, you know, getting, getting junk food. I was you know, at the wreck lifting, um, running in the snow, that sort of thing. I thrive off that man. So I was so pumped to see that video. What about the, 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 you know, the, I would just say the, a conventionalism of those, some of those workouts, man, where did you grab some of those, those techniques? You know, so really all throughout my, you know, playing career. So uh, a great guy, Kevin Casper, he, uh, you know, is the owner of Extreme Speed out in Naperville, Illinois. Uh, mm -hmm. He played in the NFL for eight, eight and a half years. Um, you know, Joe DeFranco, I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with him at I all. Am. He's a great, he's a great guy. Um, and then, you know, there's some Bill Parisi. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. him at all either. Yeah. Um, so really, there's a lot of different coaches that I've had throughout the course of the years, people that I've studied, people that I've really uh, looked hard at it, what they do and everything that they do and really ultimately applied that to my training regimen. And I still do a lot of those movements today as well. Man, you've trained with some A-list coaches, Parisi, Joe DeFranco. I mean, those are some top-notch world-class trainers, man. Right. Well, I didn't train with Parisi, but he's, he's a guy that I've been studying for, um, I mean, I would say at least almost 13 years. Everything that he <laughs> came out with, well, with speed and um, you know, agility, strength, taking care of your body. I think he's phenomenal. Um, as well as Martin Rooney. Um, you know, so there's a lot yeah. of great guys that I've, I've had the fortune to learn from over the years. Wow. That's awesome, man. Well, Hey, we're just about out of time, but there's one question, you know, I want to ask you just to Absolutely. end the show. Um, you know, what are your top two or three things that you think people really need to, if you could tell anyone in the world, and you had a giant microphone, you wanted to tell everyone in the world, these are the things that most define, who you are and can and help you achieve your goals, dreams, whatever, and just to live by. What are those things? You know, I think first and foremost, it's 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 the simple two words, and it's you matter. You know, I think everyone listening, you know, whether you're going through a tough time or whether you're not going through a tough time, it's to never lose sight of that you matter. You as a person, you as an individual, you matter. You came from a, an extraordinary God, and you have an extraordinary talents and abilities, mm. which ultimately was 
you were put here to do extraordinary things. So I, I think first and foremost, it's to just really hone in on the fact that you matter, you know, going through that divorce, you didn't get the job promotion. You don't feel good. You're depressed. You just got news from the doctor that you have cancer, whatever that is for you, you matter. And if you never lose sight of that, phenomenal things will eventually happen in your life. I can promise you that self-belief and confidence in yourself and your future is one of the most powerful weapons that you have over everything else. Mm. Uh, my second thing is, is uh, as I talked about earlier, is, is get serious about being the leader of your destiny, the leader of your life. Take 100% responsibility for everything that you do. If you're not happy with where you are right now, because where you are right now, is ultimately because of choices that you made in the past, whether that's five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, where you are right now, if you're not happy about that, start to change your decisions, start to change your choices, start to change your thinking process, start to change your association and everything that you do. So ultimately, my second point is, yeah, I can't stress it enough, is take 100% responsibility for your life. Mm, awesome. Matt, You've been awesome. I'm sure you've pro provided tremendous value for everyone listening, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Eddie. Keep doing phenomenal things. Hey, man, I appreciate it.